Hello and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with Daniel Mulgan. How's it going, Dan? Hey, my man, buddy. How are you? Glad to be here with you, with our great listeners on this occasion. Not the best occasion of all. Things are unfortunately developing a little bit negatively nowadays, but we're glad to be here and hopefully to inform and uh, uh, somehow give the right information to our listeners. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for for that. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some. Uh, stuff, update some uh, information on uh, uh, on how the world is coming about. Now, uh, so so first of all, how how are you affected personally with all the things that are going out uh, going around in the world? Well, first of all, the coronavirus outbreak has really, really you know my life and the lives of those who have an international lifestyle, basically. So, uh, as of uh, recording this show, I'm currently in Moscow, and I was supposed to fly to Dubai basically for a quick meeting. Uh, basically about uh, April 12th, but unfortunately that's just got canceled right now because I just heard today, uh, Andre, my uh, basically uh, one of my you know most important contacts here in Russia, just uh, his community you know, posted about all the latest uh, developments in Russia, and he said that uh, tonight, technically, that is uh, by the end of tonight, uh, all of the flights uh, basically that were supposed to leave Russia will be stopped. This means that essentially I am uh, going to be in Russia for a while until they open the borders. So as of now, I have no way of leaving the country uh, because of the coronavirus outbreak. The Russian government has taken some very strict measures to uh, reduce the number of infections. And uh, so far, it's been quite good. I mean, I've been here for about a, almost a month now. And uh, when I first got in here, nobody even knew what coronavirus was. Quite frankly speaking, it was like really incredible. Like there was nothing going on. But recently, especially after they shut down the gyms uh, last week, things people actually began like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on here? So, uh, but so far, Russia's been one of the least hit, uh, basically, countries in terms of the and the total number of infected, basically, individuals. And then I'm still, when I heard that they're going to basically close the, you know, uh, the borders. I mean, as you know, my entire uh, business motto is about no inner limits or outer borders. Uh, right now, not only there are outer borders, they're actually blocked. So this is going to definitely affect uh, a lot of basically uh, my businesses in different countries. I also have no way of going back to the U.S. right now because, unfortunately, uh, there's no way, there's no flight out of the country yet. And if I do so, probably because uh, right now New York and New Jersey, uh, which are my main places of inhabitants, basically are now tremendously hit by the coronavirus. Probably not as serious as... Uh, California, although I'm not sure, should, should perhaps check out, you know, the uh, exact uh, stats later. But unfortunately, New Jersey, New York and California are the hardest hit states in the U.S. right now uh, with a mandatory two week quarantine. So, I mean, I've already experienced what it feels like to have a quarantine for about seven days, uh, basically. So I do not have the intention of doing that for another two weeks in the U.S. So for the time being, I have to actually stay here. And a lot of my international uh, operations for now have been halted, mainly in real estate. And uh, but generally speaking, again, because uh, uh, I've always planned my business with this in mind that I have to be ready for all crises. So uh, I'm not concerned about this because uh, I make the plan B before I make any other plans. And the plan B is currently in place and we're going with it. Uh, fortunately, I've also uh, always emphasized on the importance of having an online presence and uh, being able to work in, uh, using the Internet. So I'm now doing most of my meetings online with video conferences and I avoid face-to-face -face contacts. And of course, I can reach all of my, uh, basically, uh, business partners, clients, uh, friends, and students using uh, the internet all over the world. And that allows me to continue working without necessarily uh, just sitting there and, uh, I don't know, watching Netflix all the time. So we're uh, trying our very best 
uh, to control the situation. Things have been well so far, and I try my very best to keep it this way. Uh, but still, I know that I'm in this case might be a little bit of an exception uh, because I just heard that over 3.3 million Americans applied for unemployment benefits. Literally, it's un like unprecedented. Like it's a really never heard of before. And uh, I, I got really upset when I heard that the U.S. will be probably the new epicenter because China's already won the uh, you know the, the fight against coronavirus with almost zero infection. I heard yesterday uh, from Wuhan. So. Uh, uh, obviously, if things go like this, the U.S. will be the number one epicenter of the coronavirus in the world. And that really, really breaks my heart because uh, it's just going to create a lot of problems for not only uh, the American people and the U.S. economy, but also the rest of the world, because the rest of the world also count on what happens in the U.S. So this is not just going to affect the U.S., it'll affect the rest of the world. So things are a little bit tough, as I've already pointed out. But as I already mentioned... Number one, I do not think of this as something bad because I like challenges. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, your life is like this. I mean, people right now are seeing things that I have been experiencing for the, you know, on a daily basis for the past 10 years of my life. Because when you're an entrepreneur, your life is basically a crisis day to day. Uh, but this is now on a, a large, massive scale. So I have no problem for it personally, but I know that a lot of people are suffering around the world. And I really feel sorry for all of them. And I hope that they can actually get better soon, those who have been infected. And of course, I hope the economies also can recover and allow people to get back to work. Yeah, of course. And that's uh, so for, first of all, before I move forward and the mention, so the statistics in the United States for states uh, remain as New York being the by far the highest by 33,000 total cases, then New Jersey by right, by but then New Jersey by 4,000 and California by 3,000. Occupied so this means that uh, I'm not going to see New York anytime soon, probably. And uh, <laughs> I, I heard about this. And uh, probably because right. New York is the uh, center for major international flights, as you probably know. Right. So JFK is the main uh, basic airport in New York City for all international flights. And probably that's the reason why, uh, because of all the tremendous amount of international travel and uh, visitors from all around the world, this place is now the hardest hit. Uh, there's no really, you know, I think it's quite obvious why this happened, uh, but still it's uh, very, very tough. And how about the number of deaths in the U.S. as of uh, today? So, yeah, the total uh, number of uh, deaths as of now, uh, 26th of March, 9.30 Toronto time, Eastern time uh, in the U.S. is 1,037 with oh. 10 new cases today. Yeah. And so like, wow. So uh, the U.S. surpassed, 10, uh, you know, 1,000 deaths already. Right, it's been only right. a few days. So mm. uh, and because the U.S., unfortunately, is a, a country where, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people tend to. I mean, it's, it's a nation made of those who could not take it from their, you know, let's say authoritarian, uh, basically kings or queens. That's why they moved to the U.S. to have a free country. And uh, it's very hard to keep Americans uh, in quarantine. Unfortunately, I just heard that there are right now a lot of churches all over the, uh, you know, the United States that are still filled with thousands of people praying the Lord to help them out. This just really also breaks my heart to see that in the 21st century, we have people who could be, let's just say, a bit naive in this regard. So that's a serious challenge. And uh, there's a very high likelihood that the U.S. could be by far, uh, unfortunately, uh, the largest epicenter of coronavirus. And since China has already won the battle, and I highly doubt that the U.S. government can given the fact that currently our president is Donald Trump, uh, keep people in quarantine long enough for them to actually fight this uh, virus and to defeat it the way China did. Because uh, I actually have extensive experience with China. I uh, speak the language, I know the culture, and I understand how uh, easily it is to, uh, to, how easy it is for, for you to uh, control the Chinese people because they are uh, rather uh, somehow on, on the, uh, they're very law-abiding. It's much easier 
uh, for an authority in China to say, stay in your home no matter what, and they, they're going to listen to it. Uh, most people actually want to do that. But the same thing in the U.S. cannot really happen because of the American spirit of, yeah, whatever you say, I'll do my thing. And this is definitely a serious challenge. We saw this happening in Italy because Italians, I'm also familiar with their culture. Italians are also on the side of, oh, come on, let's just uh, take it easy. Uh, but we really can take it easy. And uh, we've seen the countries that took it easy, uh, be it Italy, be it Iran, uh, they actually suffered tremendously because of this. And uh, unfortunately, the U.S. right now have, is having the same situation where people are not taking it very seriously. Uh, and of course, our population of over 330 million people, that's itself is a serious challenge. And this could lead, make the U.S. easily the number one epicenter unless some good measures are taking place to prevent this from escalating, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so, so I want to, again, clarify that the U.S. stays behind Italy, the third on the total cases. Uh, so what are the, what, what's the story with Italy right now, by the way? So Italy right now, there's no new data today. But uh, yesterday they had 5,000 new cases. Uh, the total stands at 74,000 roughly. And with, the number of deaths? With 683 number of deaths yesterday. Uh, to, so new they cases. have a lower death right no, now, n- 600 new, or 6,000? Uh, new cases. 600 new cases? New deaths. So in right. total, how many deaths do you know? Total 7,500. Okay. Well, definitely. So Italy right now, uh, China, I think right now is off the chart because they have no new cases, right? Uh, they, they do. They, do. they don't have new cases apparently yesterday in Wuhan, but in total they had... 47 new cases yesterday and 67 new cases today. So the number is still gradually going up as a second wave, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. They're definitely going up, but uh, it's definitely more managed than uh, the rest of the world well, at this because point. Because the Chinese culture, it's a lot easier for them to keep them, you know, under quarantine. Uh, because, of course, the regime is uh, communistic. So it's a lot. They have a lot more authority. Uh, but in the U.S., free market capitalism and with a Republican administration right now uh, and a Republican White House, it is very unlikely for very tough measures to be in place. If right now we had a White House, uh, I don't know, handed to, let's say, I don't know, if Hillary Clinton was right now in the White House, probably would have far more strict measures, uh, basically. But given the fact that currently the White House is occupied by a Republican uh, I doubt we're going to see me- very tough measures, basically, um, uh, imposed at a federal level, maybe at a state level. I, I know that, uh, you know, de Blasio, uh, basically the mayor of New York City, has done, uh, he's doing his very best. And he's, of course, a Democrat. De Blasio's a Democrat. And uh, uh, despite his effort, fortunately, uh, that he's put, I mean, we have at least one mayor that can actually count on. Despite the efforts of de Blasio, unfortunately, since it's not supported on a federal level, probably the results are not going to be very successful because it doesn't really matter how much you contain things in New York. If all over the, you know, all over the U.S. people are just moving around, it's going to just spread out pretty quickly. So because of this, uh, that's one of the consequences of uh, perhaps having such leaders in the White House at this time. But we'll see how it goes. I mean, uh, we can never necessarily predict everything. I really hope that the situation will just disappear in a couple of weeks. I doubt it, but I really hope that's not going to be the case. Uh, but for now, things are tough. And by the way, how about Canada? Uh, how are things? Because I know that, you know, uh, your prime minister basically had to be quarantined for two weeks. Yeah, but, well, so because his wife, uh, traveling from uh, United Kingdom, I believe, uh, tested positive. So he was like, yeah, I'm self-quarantining for 14 days. Just How are the numbers taking... in Canada right now? Are they rising? Because right. uh, yeah, you they're guys rising. are you know, uh, neighbors, so probably it's going to reach Canada very soon as well. No, no, it's definitely hit here. So the total number of cases as of yesterday, the 25th of March, was 3,400. Uh, we had 600 new cases yesterday and 10 new deaths yesterday. 
So uh, right now, total number of deaths in Canada. Uh, so, uh, wait one second. Uh, total number of deaths thir- in Canada. Thirty-six. So Thirty-six. Thirty-six deaths in total, or just yeah. today? No, no, just in total. And total number of cases are about a few thousand, right? Uh, yeah, three thousand five hundred. Well, so the, the the rates in Canada actually are uh, unfortunately probably worse than uh, Moscow. I'm really surprised, by the way. Of course, some say that the numbers cannot be fully relied upon. Uh, the mm-hmm. numbers that come out of uh, Kremlin, but I'm here right now in Moscow, and uh, despite the fact that I really miss the gym, fortunately, there's no major uh, problem. Although I was told that they're going to shut down the cafes and restaurants very soon, from I think probably in the next couple of days. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if this is a global pandemic. It's going to affect all countries. Of course. And yeah. uh, what are the numbers now? What are the numbers throughout the world in the Middle East, for example? Uh, how about uh, other parts of the world, right. basically, in Europe, Middle East, Africa? Yeah, so we see... Uh, uh, Beside China, uh, we see most of the numbers, like uh, high number. Uh, beside China and Iran, actually, uh, we see most of the big numbers coming from Europe and uh, North America, or generally speaking, first world countries, even South Korea. Mostly, in my opinion, because there's a lot of testing being done. So, like, you can be go in India, and there's prob- probably plenty <laughs> sick, and we're not, ju- we just don't know the statistics because they're just not being tested enough. And, and I heard uh, India is now under lockdown. India, I believe. I'm not sure the details, but I heard that there there were I think there were curfew going on. I heard some news, but even that is rising. Like they had 121 new cases yesterday. Again, given that they're probably not doing as many testing as you would you would like, because well, one is the infrastructure, how how strong it is. I'm not sure, but also like there's a lot of people to test, mm-hmm. so uh, it's a little bit more difficult in in those situations. By the way, like just just to mention, Russia is not actually that bad but it's it's growing rapidly yesterday they had 163 new cases yeah of yeah. course it's uh, which is why they're now taking tougher measures yeah they shut down almost everything and they announced a one week of uh paid holiday for everyone which means that there's mm. going to be no work and uh but we'll see of course this made a lot of problems for a lot of entrepreneurs uh, right. such as me who have to actually keep the business running and pay the staff but uh, for now, the concern is mainly to save the middle class, lower class, the sick and the poor. So that's what they did. Not the best decision from my point of view, but still, uh, it's been done so far and uh, we have to see how things will go. But like all other you know, all parts of the world, this is definitely going to go up. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but we have to uh, wait and see what happens. And right now, if you look at the list globally, what are like the, who should like go for the list in terms of total numbers, new cases right now? What's the global rating right now? So the total number of new cases globally as of yesterday, 25th of March, I repeat, was 48,000 new cases yesterday. And globally, that's right. Now, in terms of ranking of the nations, which are the, like, in terms of the epicenters, so China's still number one, right? Yeah, China's still number one, which I think uh, U.S. will overtake very soon. <laughs> at Probably, this rate. yes. And, it's definitely yeah, possible. Italy. Yeah. Uh, so but, as of today, as of today, yeah. China's number one. Yeah, well, as of yes, well, okay, if we are going to, because today is not finished, so I'm going to uh, give the statistics as of yesterday, end of yesterday, That's 25th right. of March. That is China's number one, Italy, USA, Spain, Germany, Iran, France, Switzerland, UK, South Korea, Netherlands, Austria, uh, Belgium, Canada, Norway, Portugal, Austria, uh, Australia, Brazil, etc. Interesting. Well, when I left, uh, basically, uh, for Moscow, I was told that the worst hit countries in the world were... Italy, Iran, and China when I left. Right, they were. Yeah, at the time. And how come now Iran has fallen off the list uh, and is replaced by all these countries? Ah, my guess is that, again, testing. It's, it's, it's just a matter of how much testing is being done. Because, so, for example, yet, 
United States was reporting 1,000 new cases every day at the time you left-ish, maybe even less. And all of a sudden, one day, uh, switch flipped and it became 9,000 new people. I don't wow. think like all of a sudden 9,000 new people got it. It's more that they ramped the up testing the testing. Got in, the and tests came in. Yeah, exactly. Active, right? exactly, exactly. So wow. I think as of now, probably China and... Yeah, actually, I think South Korea for now has the best statistics. But they have been de- doing some ridiculous amounts of testing. They literally tested as many people as you, they could possibly. Wow. And they, they had these test uh, drive-throughs. So it would go, uh, drive-through, and they get, you get tested for a minute, and then you would get a text later on uh, telling you what to do. You have it, don't have it, etc. I uh, see. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, they did a great job. <laughs> well, I think the Asian culture, be it South Korea, be it Japan, be it China, in it's actually a lot easier to uh, impose such restrictions on people because generally people tend to be more on the submissive side. So they tend to respect authority figures a lot more. They tend to uh, follow the rules, uh, basically, and they're a bit more afraid of breaking the rules and all that stuff. That doesn't apply at all to the U.S., which is why I'm very concerned. Because Mm -hmm. uh, if you think of Italy right now, they still have that European thing where we know they still have that European thing where uh, they still value regulations and that kind of stuff. But in the U.S., man, I mean, the U.S. is founded upon uh, the notion of free market enterprise, small government. Let me do my thing. I got my gun. I'm going to kill the viruses with my machine gun, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, (laughs) wait until this, you know, reaches Texas, uh, reaches Florida, reaches, you know, the southern states. And it's going to create major problem, I guess, because uh, imposing any type of I mean, just imagine they're going to impose a quarantine on some of these southern states, and then these guys say, well, I'm going to stay right here with my gun. Any police comes here, that's my property. I'm going to shoot you guys down. And we're going to have wow, some that was problems good. <laughs> that way. So uh, I just hope that uh, the U.S. will not be the number one at the center, although it is highly likely, unfortunately, as of now. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, uh, okay, just, just for the heck of it, so in states of the uh, United States, I'm going to go one by one. Uh, from top to bottom. So New York, New Jersey, California, Washington, Michigan, Florida, Illinois, Massachusetts, Louisiana, Georgia, Texas, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Tennessee, etc. That's right. These are the top states. But unfortunately, the top three are New York, New Jersey, and California, right? Yeah, because they have high density. It's not too too surprising. And then the fourth is Washington. Well, New Jersey is because close to New York. Sure. And a lot of people who work in New York actually live in New Jersey and all that. So because of this, that's quite obvious why. But for California, I think that's because also California, uh, mainly uh, Los Angeles and uh, these places generally uh, are the second main uh, direction for international flights. So mm-hmm. right. almost all major flights that land uh, basically in the West Coast, they land in California. And uh, of course, New York is the number one spot for all international flights, basically, mm-hmm. which is why, because this virus has moved to the U.S. Uh, internationally. The, uh, yeah. those, this, is abroad. this was not in the U.S., so this has been brought by some sort of airplanes, and those airplanes mainly land in JFK in New York City or basically in uh, Los Angeles and other major parts of California. So that's why I think we are seeing right now. Of course, other than that, these cities are highly dense and populated. So when you put it all together, you have a recipe for a major pandemic. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, when you have a good transport system, you have a good transport system for the virus as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Although so anyway, I, I'm, I'm really uh, sure why California is less because in California, you mainly drive your own car, whereas in right, New York, right. New Jersey, uh, because uh, I'm all about New York and all that. And New York generally is a place for, you know, you know, in the US, we have two types of cities. We have like cap cities and car cities. New York is a cap city. It's not a car city. So California, like Los Angeles, for example, uh, that's a car city. So 
in those car cities where there's less public transport and uh, the, the subway is not that much efficient, all, all those things, we're seeing less numbers like in California. Mm-hmm. But in New York and New Jersey, these are essentially cap cities. You do not drive your car in New York because there's almost no parking spot available. And if there is, it's going to be super expensive. And there's also there are other risks. So people use cabs as well as public transport a lot more than other parts of the U.S. So put that, combine it with JFK and all the other guests and boom, you got it all there. People are just sharing it like candies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's true. We're, we're basically fighting each other to get it. No, it's mine. Anyways, there's uh, plenty for everybody, guys. Just come on. <laughs> All right, let's just move on from some uh, statistics to some um, practical stuff because sure. a lot of people are um, around the world and we have audiences from around the world. That's uh, fortunate of us. So a lot of people are quarantining at home, either working from home or not, studying from home or not. But at the end of the day, when you're home for most of your time, at most, what, what you're gonna like get out of home for one hour just to uh, walk, maybe, or if you can, even some places you might not even be able to do that much. Um, what do you do? Like, you're, you're home 22, 23 hours of your day. Um, you obviously, maybe you work from home, you do some stuff, uh, you, know, you follow the news, which is not necessarily a good idea, but it's not necessarily a bad idea either. So, I think you have to strike a balance. This is one of those times that you have to get your. Uh, information a little bit because you have to know if you can go outside next day or not is grocery open well grocery will remain open likely but you know what i mean so it's good to be informed but at the same time i'm not sure how wise it is to uh, keep switching the channels flipping between one and the other and also like at the end of the day you have so many tv shows to watch so many books to read uh there are those things you top of my mind that you can do what are your thoughts on how you manage your time that you have plenty of at this point probably your biggest luxury do not that's get bored, right. not get crazy, and also make the most of it. Well, that's right. Well, first of all, when it comes to uh, this extra time, this does not necessarily apply to everyone, but it applies to most of us, basically. And uh, sure, but sure. this issue is another, you know, it's like for, you know, I really think that for extroverts, this is probably one of the worst, uh, you know, crises just short of our Megadon and like other things, because if you're an introvert, let's be honest, and, uh, you know, almost half the population probably are introverts. For them, it is not going to be as difficult to spend a lot of time indoors because that's what most introverts do anyways. I mean, like, uh, that's the major, because I'm an extrovert and I personally suffering from this a lot more probably along with all the other extroverts in this situation than those who are introverts. So yes, this is definitely going to lead to more free time for everybody, uh, regardless of the industry, uh, but not it's not going to affect everybody the same. So for somebody like me who can actually work online pretty much easily and transfer almost all the meetings uh, basically to online, let's say Zoom, Skype, WhatsApp. It does not necessarily free up a lot of time, but of course it's definitely going to cancel all of my events, being at seminars, being at speaking engagements, being at the talk show class, uh, basically workshops. So that definitely going to free up a lot of time basically. Uh, but in reality speaking, it's about how you use that time efficiently well. But I really think that we have to give separate advices to those who are extroverts and those who are introverts. Now, knowing you personally, Pujix, I'm guessing you are more on the introverted side than the extroverted side. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I can, I can definitely stay home and not go so, too crazy. That's right. So we're going to actually, so I'm going to give the advices for those of us who are more extroverted. Uh, and I will leave, uh, and I'll leave it to you to uh, basically advise those of our listeners who are more on the introverted side, okay? Sure, sure. Yeah, sounds good. So for those extroverts, number one, as you know, we like to go out. We want to socialize. And the idea, when I hear social distancing, it is like literally, for me, it's like the scene in Terminator when all the robots are coming 
and start shooting these laser guns. That's <laughs> how I see it. Because for extroverts, social distancing isn't just an issue. It's a major psychological threat to our state, happiness, and well-being. Because extroverts, we want, I mean, we live to socialize. We gain energy. We remove and reduce our stress level through communication, through socializing, and being with people. So when they say social distancing, what they're saying is dissing the extroverts. Literally, and we're being dissed all the time. So because of this, understand that you are going to have a little bit of a tough time ahead, which is why I believe that for all of our extra, all of us extroverts out there, this is a time to strengthen those few relationships that we really have and value the most, be it our partners, girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands and wives, uh, or family members, children, to somehow be able to keep that social juice going at home under quarantine. And uh, other than that, uh, uh, gyms are now closed. As you know, extroverts generally tend to be more athletic. They tend to go to gym more often than the introverts. And we need more physical movements. And that is now, unfortunately, being compromised. And if you're under complete quarantine, you can't even leave your house. So doing things such as being able to exercise at home uh, by doing simple push-ups, those things on a regular basis is very important. Now, of course, I know that when you go to the gym, you have like this and that says, all right, now it's Sunday night, but now those are out, which means it's a lot easier for us to skip working out. Uh, and that's why it's very important to uh, focus on our plans, be disciplined and self-organized in order to actually not lose our shape basically during this critical. Uh, because nobody knows how long it lasts. Trump initially announced somewhere in July or August. Nobody knows because we cannot exactly be sure of what Trump says. In this case, not necessarily the most scientific source of uh, basically information, but still, uh, this could last for a while. And you can't just cancel everything, especially if you're an extrovert for, I don't know, a couple of months indefinitely. So uh, not missing out on physical activities, being able to you know, work out at home and remain physically active at home is also very important, uh, in addition to, of course, strengthening our relationships. And thirdly, uh, I really, I mean, uh, I mean, as you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, the 10x model of thinking. And times of crises, from my point of view, is actually very good for those entrepreneurs and for those people who want to get ahead. Why? In this situation, first of all, panic ensues, which means a lot of people stop thinking rationally. And a lot of those people actually are your business competitors. They could be running their own cafes and restaurants, their own businesses and whatever. So in a situation where everybody is panicked, just like in the stock market, you want to do what the majority don't do. And that is going the opposite direction. Now, it's going to be realistic to expect to grow your income during the coronavirus epidemic, but it is very possible to position yourself in the market in a way that you get ahead of your competitors because understand that your competitors are dealing with the same problems than you do in business. So I do not think that the coronavirus epidemic should be an excuse for us not to work, especially for those of us who are self-employed, because work can still be done. And uh, people are now going to perhaps uh, exchange their laptops that they use to work and send emails to watch Netflix on their TV. This is not a productive time. You cannot just say just because the country's off, I'm just going to waste my time. That is allowing the environment to uh, control your time and say, okay, well, okay, I'm just going to, who cares about it? Well, everybody's watching Netflix. I'm going to do the same thing. So stop doing that. Just because you're going to be quarantined or just because the business is down, it doesn't mean that you cannot be productive. Now, if you're an extrovert again, There'll be fewer chances of going to meetings, making phone calls, trying to do sales. But there are a lot of great opportunities for us. For example, making content for social media, working on your brands, writing a book, 
trying to enhance your presence by uh, you know reaching more people on LinkedIn and enhancing the number of your contacts. Trying your very best to set up the game. Watch your competitors and see how they are doing, how they are reacting and adapting themselves to the situation. You see, a lot of work can still be done at home. I mean, we're in a world where we have the internet, dude. I don't have to be physically in my office to be able to run my business. I don't have to be physically face-to-face -face with my clients to talk to them. Right now, I'm sitting here and Pujix is many, 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 in a huge distance, thousands of miles away in Canada, but we're having this conversation. So for the same reason that I can reach Pujix, we all can reach all of our clients anywhere in the world, right? Uh, but obviously, there's another issue, and that's money. Even though uh, we can still communicate, a lot of people's livelihoods depend on their transportation, their physical presence. And a lot of these people are going to lose their jobs and their income, which means there's going to be less demand. But less demand does not mean no demand. There's always demand for the very best product. So this you know, crisis is a great chance for those of us who work, especially in business and entrepreneurship, to distinguish ourselves from our competitors. Because that's where the real entrepreneurs shine and the fake ones is like, oh, I'm just going to watch Netflix now every day and after about a week because you're now building the wrong habits. If you have been working hard and you've been hustling for the past two or three years to build your business and then you want to spend the next month or two just watching Netflix every night or just, you know, uh, playing online games, then I'm sorry, you will obtain this habit. And after the two weeks or the three weeks or the five months or whatever it is, how long it takes for this crisis to be over, then it's going to be very hard for you to get back to the hustling mode because now you've acquired the lazy habits of wasting your time. So I believe, and here's my recommendation to all of our listeners, these tough times will not last forever. Their impacts probably will, and they will change history and our approach to politics and business and all sectors of the economy. But like all other pandemics in the past, like all other crises, this too shall pass. But once you acquire the bad habits during this period, it'll be very hard to get it back to normal. So my biggest recommendation to all of you guys is to not develop bad habits. Do not allow this time to turn you into something you're not. A lazy person with no direction who just wastes his time on his couch watching, uh, I don't know, binge watching on Netflix. Instead, you want to use this as an opportunity, a once in a lifetime opportunity for personal development, for growth, for thinking, for deliberation, meditation, discovering your values, strengthening your relationships, and use it in a positive way so that once this crisis is over, and trust me, it will be over, once this crisis is over, you get out of this stronger than ever before, smarter than ever before. Uh, and this will then make you uh, a winner rather than a victim of the situation, right? That's, I think, the most important thing right now because... It's super easy. I mean, as you know, we talk a lot about these things, self-discipline, hard work, avoiding to waste your time. Now it is super easy for everyone to justify their laziness and, you know, um, you know, empty pursuits of useless behaviors and useless hobbies as, you know, well, everybody's doing it. Everybody's at home unemployed right. watching Netflix and playing, I don't know, Dota. Well, I'm because that's human nature. When a lot of people do something, it becomes a lot easier for us to justify doing the same thing, even if it's bad for us, even if it's not who we are. So I recommend all the listeners to do the exact opposite. Please, just because we are now going through a you know, major, probably one of the biggest pandemics in human history and one of the most consequential ones, really, let's be honest. Initially, we underestimated, actually, we had one podcast about this one, but this is more than just 
and uh, a pandemic. It's really a political, social, and major major impact on uh, basically our very uh, way of living. So, but this is definitely a finite thing. It's not going to last forever. And because of this, the worst thing you can do right now is to let this crisis change you, change your habits, and make you a lazy person with no clear goals and directions. Instead, why don't we double down on our efforts, whatever way we can, and get our vision clearer and clearer. We can still work at home. There are many ways. We can still create, look at like Gary Vee right now. He's uh, quarantine and he's making videos all the time. So there's still a lot of way to create content and to create to you know promote your brand if you're an entrepreneur. If you're working for somebody else, understand this. If you're a worker right now, this is the time to get your promotion. Why? Because all the other colleagues in your office are going to go home and you know waste their time and fool around. And if you are the one, you're the one who will keep sending those reports to your boss and keep notifying him about the you know the, the events. Guess what? Guess who is going to get promoted once everybody gets back to work? All those guys who went home and said, well, I got my paychecks. The U.S. government's going to get me $1,200 and for my kid, $500. So I'm going to just have some fun. Well, guess what? Someday you're going to go back to work. And those few guys who did not waste their time, who actually kept on working, they're the ones who will get promoted once they get back to work. Because... I am an entrepreneur and I know how it feels like for a manager or for a business owner to see the loyalty of their workers when they're not supposed to be working. It's just incredible. It really changes everything. So whether you are working, whether you're a, maybe right now you're a student, you're saying, well, the schools are off, the college is off. I don't have to write my dissertation. It's all off. Well, guess what? This is the time to get ahead from all the other students who want to apply for the same scholarships for your PhD program or whatever it is, because all the others are right now busy. I don't know, playing Call of Duty all the time. Well, I'm not even sure if the schools ever get open. So why should I study? Well, guess what? Those who continue studying are the ones who will get the best grades, are the ones who will get the grants, are the ones who get the research projects, and the ones who are hopefully going to get, you know, the best uh, academic offers. So it really doesn't matter who you are, whether you're an athlete, you're a student, you're a business owner. I don't know, you work for yourself, you work for somebody else. This is the time to get ahead of the competition. Because during this time, most of your competition will either disappear or they will function far below their potential. And those who have a long-term vision and those who know that this crisis, like all the others, will someday end are the ones who will not necessarily stop. They might slow down, but they will not stop because they will never allow the situation to force them acquire the wrong habits of wasting their time. Because that's the key. It takes a lot of effort to build uh, the discipline to use your time constructively. It's a lot harder to spend your time making sales calls instead of playing, uh, I don't know, video games on your phone. It's a lot harder to wake up early. And it's a lot easier to let this crisis make you uh, somebody who sleeps until 2 p.m. It's a lot harder to maintain your uh, exercise routine when there's no gym and no trainer to say you, come on, come on, let's, let's go one more set. It's a lot harder to get fat in this case than it is to, uh, you know, in a regular case. But this is the moment where the true winners and the, and the ones who are truly focused are going to get ahead. They, will, they might lose their shape a little bit, but they are never going to stop exercising. They might make less money in their businesses, but they still generate income. They might not learn as efficiently or write as fast as, you know, masters or PhD students, but they still 
study and they still keep working at it. They might not necessarily work so hard on, you know, let's say, for example, having a lot of great experience for their family, friends, and loved ones, but they still do their best to make that time at home fun for their family members, right? So this is a time where you can truly test what you're made of. Think of like a test, a test that will determine your character, the strength of your character, and the values that you really have for yourself. And please, whatever you do, try not to let this situation, this crisis, take away all the habits that took you years to acquire. It takes years to become somebody who is always disciplined to, to wake up early, to go to work, to spend your time. It takes a lot of years to acquire those habits. Don't let a few months ruin those habits that took you years to acquire. Just wow. I <laughs> I don't know what to say. That was great advice. And, Glad uh, to hear it, buddy. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I don't think that a majority, if not all of what, what you just said, applies to introverts as well. I don't think there's any difference in that regard. Uh, it's just that they don't have to too much worry about not being socializing as much. Well, which, exactly. as you mentioned, there's technology always. Uh, you, you can do. Uh, so, it's not, it's not like a person. Puget, it's like, you're, 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 like, like, how do you spend your time these days? And uh, what is your advice for the other introverts? Because they might not have as much stress as the extroverts. Because uh, yeah. we, extroverts, yeah. we will have excess stress that we cannot get rid of. Because we, as extroverts, we reduce our stress level and increase our energy level through socializing. So for us, we have that issue. But for you, since you don't have to deal so much with the stress that comes with isolation, uh, what are the other tips you have specifically for introverts to make the most of this, uh, their time during this crisis? Well, I mean, uh, besides the fact that, well, first of all, I'm not, I'm not a classic uh, introvert, so I can't really speak to the, the, the edge cases, uh, I, I suppose, but uh, yeah, I'm more of a in the middle person. But that's right. Um, you're right. Like, besides the fact that we, like, introverts tend not to need to worry about uh, uh, the stress that comes from the, all of this, the, all of the advice remains. I mean, uh, you want to keep your discipline, you want to uh, grow yourself, et cetera, et cetera, all of the things that you just said. But I'm going to exactly. leave you with one thing. Yeah, I'm just going to leave everybody with one thing. Like, um, I think one of the greatest. Again, I don't know the person, but based on the stories we hear, one of the greatest introverts probably was uh, 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 Newton. And mm. Newton uh, discovered uh, gravity during the plague era when he was quarantined up in up wow. somewhere in the yeah exactly. So this is the time for your for your for your for your time to you know practice and get better. Um, exactly. Reflection. Yeah. Actually, uh, Neil deGrasse. Yes, and Neil deGrasse Tyson posted something about this. Exactly. He was at that home. He posted something on Instagram, and he was like, "Yep, it's uh, it's 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 that time. It's that kind of time." So it makes a lot of sense. Interesting. So you see, as Pujik said, guys, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, doesn't really matter. We all have a chance to make the most of this time. Now, you can let this crisis ruin you, ruin your business and your future. And trust me, it can. Because if, if, if you go through three, four, five months of uh, basically uh, lazy lifestyle, you will lose all the momentum that you've acquired until today. Understand this. It's kind of like, you know, uh, it's simple. of course, we right now have Pujas who can actually help us with this one. It's a basic concept in physics, and that's momentum. So if, I don't know, you can actually correct me, Pujas, or I'm just going to say it, and you can actually correct me if it's wrong. If like, a, let's say a train wants to get started, at the start, mm -hmm. it'll need, let's just say it needs, I don't know, perhaps 10 units of energy. I don't even know like the units, so I'm just going to just say units of energy to get started. But once it is in motion, to stay in motion, it probably requires a lot less energy. Am I right? Yeah, no, that's, that's perfectly correct. Yeah. 
th that's called the concept of momentum in physics. And we have that exactly in our lives. So maybe you're an aspiring entrepreneur who's been working for the past three years to get your online store running. Maybe you are somebody who's been working hard to get, uh, for example, the best grade possible for your bachelor's degree so you can basically be awarded a scholarship for your master's in a very desirable university so you can actually go there. Maybe you are uh, basically an aspiring uh, athlete or a dancer and you've been training so hard to get, you know, get into shape. Maybe you are just a guy who wants to get promoted in your office and you really want all the bonus that come with it and all the benefits. So you have been working and trying to acquire that goal for the past few, let's say, weeks, months, years, or even more. Now you have a momentum. This crisis, by its nature, has the potential to ruin all that momentum and bring that train to a complete halt. And guess what? This crisis will be over. But if you just make a tenth of the effort, just a, a portion of the effort that you made initially to get to this level of uh, discipline focus, and if you just keep making a little bit less effort, but still you keep making that effort, the train of your life will remain mobile. And once this crisis is over, and trust me, it'll be over, then it does not take you a lot of effort to keep it going. You can actually speed it up. But unfortunately, if you let this crisis bring the train of your success and happiness to a halt, I've got a bad news for you. After the crisis is over, you might never have enough energy or motivation or drive to get started again. This happens, unfortunately, to a lot of people around the world. Once the train just stops, you're like, oh, well, man, I just spent 10 years uh, running this business. And now it's, I have to file for bankruptcy. So, well, let's just start something else. I'm not going to start again. And that's what most people do. They don't start the same business again for the next 10 years. They say, well, let's just uh, get a job. Or those who've been working hard for that job or that promotion will say, well, I mean, I can just change my company instead. Why, why go for a promotion? Why be a top manager? So in reality, most people, when they lose their momentum, they do not have the desire or the motivation to, again, go back to making 10 times the effort to resume it. Instead, they will simply give up on the goal and they start pursuing something novel. And in most cases, that's in, not in their interest and to their detriment. So the biggest advice I got for all of you guys right now, you heard it so far, do not let this crisis stop you. Let it slow you down a little bit. That's okay. No problem. Because you will still have the momentum. But never let this crisis take away the momentum. Because once the crisis is over, those who did not come to a complete stop, those who kept their momentum, once the crisis is over, these guys are going to smoke everybody else and they're going to go whammo. They're going to speed up very quickly. Whereas the rest say like, <coughs> the engines don't even start. Because the, the car, the train, the wagon, it has come to a complete halt. So don't stop. You can slow down. You can rest a little bit. But don't stop and maintain the habits, the success habits, and the happiness habits you've acquired over the years during this crisis. It's going to be a little bit harder. There's going to be less reward for it. But don't lose the habit. Because once the habit is kept, I mean, the best thing you can save during this time, even if you lose money, don't lose your good habits. And once you keep those, then once the crisis is over, they'll help you get whatever you lost back, if not more. And that's perfect. And uh, by that, we're coming to the end of the show. I just want to let everybody know that uh, we're going to uh, put some information and links in the description regarding all of this. And uh, we're going to keep updating them. But depending on what uh, platform you use to get our podcast, 
the description section might not get updated. So uh, if you want the updated links to other podcasts, similar topics, uh, just visit our website from uh, BTP. Uh, uh, it's, it's on my Instagram. You can find it, find it there. But uh, yeah, please visit the website itself, and uh, you can find the updated descriptions there all the time. And uh, with that, I want to thank you, Dan, for joining us again. My pleasure, buddy. Great talking to you. And thank you guys for joining us. I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay healthy. And until later episode, have a good evening.